Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's a term that gets thrown around sometimes during conflict, the fog of war. Some people use it in a big picture sense. The idea is that it can be hard to keep the end game or future ramifications in mind when consumed with day-to-day fighting plans. But it can also apply to the fighting itself, especially when you're in a dense, chaotic urban environment fighting an enemy that deliberately embeds within civilian populations. That is the situation Israel says it finds itself in as it fights Hamas in Gaza as it responds to the October 7th terror attack. Israel says it could be hard to know who is a combatant and who is an innocent, faced with ambush and booby traps. But over the weekend, there was an incident in Gaza that some critics say goes well beyond any fog of war. Three hostages being held by Hamas, mistakenly identified as threats by the IDF, uh, and subsequently killed. Uh, some more details have been coming out overnight. The three men were shirtless, waving a white flag. Today, what we know about how this happened, whether it could help move along new hostage talks, and how it's shining a light on the reality of civilians in Gaza. I want to believe that this is a turning point, and that after December 15th, things are not going to stay the same. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rind. CNN's Jeremy Diamond is back in Tel Aviv. I caught up with him on Monday afternoon. Jeremy, can you catch us up? How is the Israel Defense Forces explaining how it ended up killing three Israeli hostages waving a white flag? Yeah, this was a a really tragic incident that happened early Friday. We're told by the Israeli military that three Israeli hostages emerged from a building. They were shirtless. They were waving a white flag tens of meters away from where a group of Israeli troops were positioned in the Gaza City neighborhood of Shijaiya. The Israeli military has really been, you know, providing a lot of details about this. And in fact, today we saw an image uh, that was posted from the building that was adjacent to where they were killed that had on a white sheet in something that looks like red sauce smeared the words SOS. And on another white sheet, it said three hostages help. It is an absolutely tragic incident, a mistake a soldier that acted or soldiers that acted in violation of the rules of engagement and they were not supposed to have fired uh, as they saw the uh, uh, hostages approaching and we're trying to understand exactly... At least one soldier, we're told, felt threatened, identified those three hostages mistakenly as a threat and opened fire, killing two of the men immediately. A third one was wounded but was ultimately killed in another burst of gunfire. Why did the the troops uh, shoot again, though? That is being investigated. That is a very important part that is being investigated today. So there's still a lot of questions that we have and answers that are needed about this incident. But really, this is, you know, putting a, a spotlight not only on the dangers that this ground offensive could potentially represent for the hundred plus 
Israeli hostages who remain in Gaza, but also shining a spotlight on the rules of engagement that Israeli soldiers do or don't have to abide by. Were these hostages, like, did they escape? Like, why were they just out in the middle of the road there? Yeah, the Israeli military has said that they had either escaped from their captors or had been effectively abandoned by fighters who were fleeing the kind of very heavy fighting that had been going on in the Shajaiya neighborhood. This is an area where the Israeli military over the last couple of weeks has been really trying to clear one of the last remaining Hamas strongholds in northern Gaza. Uh, and so that's what they believe happened. And so what has the fallout been on the ground? Because it's not like hostage families were exactly pleased with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and the government before any of this, right? Yeah, one of the first things that I thought of when I saw this news was this former hostage uh, who confronted Netanyahu and his war cabinet in a meeting with that war cabinet a couple weeks ago, of which the audio of that meeting was leaked. And in it, she said, you have no information. You have no intelligence. Talking about the fact that the building where she was being held hostage was shelled by the Israeli military. And now, of course, you have an even more direct, more blatant incident where three hostages were actually shot and killed by an Israeli soldier. Right. It's the idea if they had intelligence beforehand, they would have been much more careful approaching this building. Exactly. Exactly. And so not only does this raise fears about, you know, the the dangers of the, the bombing campaign that's already going on in Gaza that could pose, you know, to to the remaining hostages, but also just the notion that the Israeli military is potentially putting these hostages' lives in danger with their ground operation. It really goes completely counter to the case that the Israeli prime minister has been trying to make, which is that he believes that this military campaign actually raises the pressure on Hamas, drives them to the negotiating table, when in fact, in this case, it actually inadvertently led to the deaths of three hostages. We saw, you know, these spontaneous demonstrations in Tel Aviv over the weekend. Thousands of people flocked to the Kiria, which is the military and defense headquarters in Tel Aviv. And I really think that we should do anything to stop the war and bring them back uh, immediately. So you want the fighting to end now? Yeah, I really want the fighting to end. This is, this is way too much already. I want to believe that this is a turning point and that after December 15th, things are not going to stay the same. And we saw people there who talked to my colleague Alex Marquardt. One man, Udi Gorin, said the ground invasion is killing the hostages. And I think many families feel the same way because the military pressure goes a, a long way, but if it, if it goes too long, the pressure is actually on the Israeli hostages, which is exactly what we saw yesterday. That's not a way of winning a war. I think I've talked to a number of hostage families who are really concerned in the wake of what happened uh, last week, the killing of these three hostages, very, very fearful for their loved ones who still remain in Gaza. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number Smart Beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. 
Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Tug of War. I'm talking with CNN's Jeremy Diamond. So how does this incident then change the calculation of the talks over the remaining hostages? Like, what's the latest there? Well, it's clear that the Israeli government is beginning to re-engage. We know that over the weekend, the head of the Mossad, David Barnea, was in Qatar to meet with Qatari officials and discuss a resumption of these negotiations. The United States has been pressing Israel over the last week or so to come up with new ideas for a new potential deal that would see not only the remaining women uh, freed in Gaza, but also beginning to move to that broader group of men as well as Israeli soldiers. But what's clear that's not changing is the Israeli prime minister's view of this. And, you know, he made very clear over the weekend, even as there were these protests going on, that he still believes that the military pressure is working and will drive Hamas back to the negotiating table. Whether or not that's the case is is still unclear. Right. And for the U.S., they've been urging Israel to kind of change the way that military pressure is being conducted, you know, more careful and more precise. And this incident seems to be the direct opposite of that. So what does that ground campaign look like going forward? I mean, I, th- I think, first of all, what's important is that, you know, this incident kind of sheds a light on the way in which the Israeli military may be conducting its operations in Gaza. You know, I think of how many other incidents there likely have been, may have been, where three Palestinian individuals mm. were in a similar position, not armed, and shot by the Israeli military. We have heard accounts of civilians being killed by Israeli forces in Gaza before. And the only reason that this one is getting attention and drawing uh, a lot of transparency from the Israeli military in terms of explaining what actually happened is because the people killed in this case were Israeli civilians. And so this is certainly shining a spotlight on the fact that the Israeli military at the beginning of this campaign, before they went in with this ground offensive, loosened the rules of engagement to allow soldiers to conduct fewer checks before firing upon suspected militants. I talked to a number of colonels and other soldiers who said that, look, northern Gaza, we've told civilians to leave and anyone who's there, we're going to consider a threat. And we have now seen that play out and play out in a kind of in a very different way than perhaps they were expecting with the deaths of these three Israeli hostages. The United States has been clear and consistent since Hamas started this war on October 7th. Democracies are stronger and more secure when we uphold the law of war. Now, in terms of the broader picture, there's no question that Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is is here in Israel today to pressure Israel to begin to transition the current phase of very intense fighting, intense bombardment, a kind of all-out ground offensive in Gaza, to something that would be far more targeted. Protecting Palestinian civilians in Gaza is both a moral duty and a strategic imperative. 
that would result in fewer civilian casualties, that would be more related to special forces raids into population centers going in and going out, intelligence driven, all with the goal of not only ramping down this current phase of the campaign, but also uh, acknowledging the fact that the international support for Israel is dropping and that the international pressure on Israel is growing given the fact that nearly 20,000 Palestinians, of which about 70% of those are women and children, have now been killed. Jeremy, thank you. Thanks so much. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Anna Sterla and me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas, Dan DeZula is our technical director, and Steve Liktai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. We get support from Alex Manasseri, Robert Mathers, John Dianora, Lenny Steinhardt, Jameis Andres, Nicole Passeru, and Lisa Namoro. Special thanks to Caroline Patterson, Michael Schwartz, and Katie Hinman. We'll be back on Wednesday with another update. I'll talk to you then. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.